0: Whether you're looking to land your next promotion, make a career transition, or find the next best role for you, being a job candidate can be challenging.
1: And even sometimes isolating. But you don't have to do it alone.
0: I'm Karen Weeks, the CEO and Chief Career Coach of Shine at Work Coaching. I bring over 20 years of HR experience to the conversation, including as the Chief People Officer at Order Groove.
1: And I'm Dan Carr, a Shine at Work career coach with over a decade of recruiting experience, helping high-growth startups expand with top talent.
0: On this podcast, we will shine a light on your job search so you can land a role that lets you flex your strengths and progress your career in an environment you actually look forward to working in each day.
1: From creating a standout resume to confidently negotiating your salary to find your footing as a new manager, you can expect to hear actionable advice to help you shine your brightest in your role.
0: This is the Shine at Work podcast. everybody. Welcome to the Shine at Work podcast. Most importantly, welcome to season six. We are so excited to have you back. And most importantly, I am so excited to have my co-host and friend Daniel Carr back with me officially on the docket every episode this season. Dan, it's so good to see you.
1: Great to see you. Happy to be with you. Excited for this season. Excited to be uh, a partner with you through yes. all of them. So uh should be fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think what we learned from last season based on the audience feedback and what we saw with the downloads is that when you and I kind of tackle a subject and go deep with it, that really resonates with folks. They're like, this is what I want to focus on today. Let me hear what they have to say about it. And so that's going to be sort of the theme throughout this season is continuing to focus on helping people navigate their job search different tools they can use, different things to think about, but really kind of going deeper for shorter segments to really kind of say, okay, this is what we're going to tackle today. Here's a few things you need to know about it. Here's a little secret sauce for you and then we're out. So, hopefully that continues to be helpful for folks. Before we dive into the advice, let's just kind of take a step back. So, today's topic is all about navigating layoffs. Unfortunately, in today's world, oh, though probably always you hear a lot of stories about layoffs. You hear a lot of stories about companies being laid off. I still think some people feel a stigma about this. So before we dive into the advice part, let's just kind of share that like layoffs happen and they happen to everybody. Daniel, have you been laid off?
1: Yes, uh, unfortunately. Um, I think twice, mm-hmm. Um all and i think this will be the, the consistent theme throughout this conversation is you know um the reasons for for things outside of my control um but it's it's a myriad of of, of different things i can remember one company um it, it was sort of the trifecta of the company wasn't doing well financially um so then they brought in new leadership who wanted to then change the model and the structure of the company and the teams um and it just kind of you know domino effect yeah. ticked down and um you know a, a large majority of the company was impacted by that but it all kind of started with the financial impact mm-hmm. then went through structure um and teams and you know how how that could um evolve pretty quickly is uh always surprising but it's uh it's just the reality of the situation
0: well, and I think that's the thing that it feels so personal to the person that has been laid off. Of course, you just lost your job, you lost your livelihood, all the things. It's going to feel personal. But so often it's not. It really is a line in the sand conversation, or we have two people doing the same thing, and this person has just been here longer or has different institutional knowledge that, you know, sometimes I think the stigma is out there is, well, if you were a really great performer, they wouldn't have put you on the chopping block. And that's just not the case. I mean, the time where I got ahead of it, but because I was in HR, I always knew sort of what was coming and I was going to be on the list of layoffs was after an acquisition and the parent company had someone just like me. So of course the parent company kept their person because they're the parent company. So, and they didn't need two of us. And I totally understood that, but I had also put a lot of blood, sweat and tears in that company. I I knew how valuable it was. The culture was so special. So it sucked to know that like I was going to end up being on that list, but it wasn't about me. They had two of us and they just didn't need two of us. And so they kept the person they knew because that was who they trusted. They didn't know me from, you know, Adam and Eve at that point.
1: Yeah. And on my side, and I think you've you probably experienced this too. It's it's always the teams that aren't making money for the company, yeah. especially from the recruiting side. Um, you know, we're one of the first teams that are impacted because if we're dialing it back, we're not hiring anybody. Um, so, you know, it is really tough. But if you if you understand it from sort of the business perspective, um, it can give you a little bit of peace of mind.
0: Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point too around the business perspective is it doesn't necessarily even mean the whole company is doing poorly. So especially so it is May slash June of 2023, as we record this, and you've seen a lot of stories of big tech companies that have done layoffs. The company itself is doing well, but either they hired faster than they had the support to. So for a profit- profitability standpoint, they need to pare it down. Or that particular division isn't where they're going to put all their ducks anymore. And so they're going to you know, scale that down a little bit. So the company may still be doing well, which again, sometimes even feels harder of like, wait, I thought we were profitable. I thought I saw our stock go up or whatever things you sort of put your hat on that it's a safe place to be. And it may just be a piece of it. It may be a strategy change. It may be in order to stay profitable, they have to make some cuts and maybe they got ahead of things. So there's lots of different reasons layoffs happen. And I think that's also why sometimes people have a hard time talking about it when they are then in an interview process, if they were the ones impacted.
1: Yep, absolutely. But I think um... You know, when it does come to that piece, the more informed you are about what exactly did happen, uh, when you go into conversations with, you know, new perspective opportunities is being able to share with them, um, what you, what the narrative of it is and like being able to share why the layoffs happened, what teams were affected. Um, if there were multiple rounds mm-hmm. of layoffs are all a part of the story that will really help sort of bring some clarity to the situation because, yes, like if you show up in an interview, they're gonna wonder why you left this position. They'll understand it was a layoff. And then getting through some of those details will help sort of um, bring some clarity to the picture and and expose that obviously it wasn't something that you could have affected um and it wasn't. Something that impacted was impacted by your performance is what I'm trying to get at.
0: Yeah. And so that's actually what we're going to focus on today. So there's like four or five tips that we have for you that if you've been laid off and you are going through your job search right now, things for you to have ready as you go into that search, into those interviews, And at the end, we're going to sort of give a little sneak peek of maybe what you don't know about what the recruiter or HR team are thinking about. Um, And then hopefully that will really help you if you are one of these people. And honestly, even if you haven't been impacted recently, maybe you know someone and you could share this with them, or it may happen to you at some point. So it's good uh, information to have. So let's kind of keep talking about what you were just mentioning around the, how to tell the story of you were being laid off. So I'm interviewing you and I say, okay, it looks like that you just left this role, you know, and how are you going to talk to me about being laid off? What are some things that I should do in that conversation?
1: I think first and foremost is uh, just lead with transparency. Again, going back to, this was not something that um, is indicative of your performance in the job. So um, any information that you can share with the interviewer of what that scenario was and sort of how it unfolded as far as again, like what teams were affected, was were any reasons given, what were the financials of the company? All of those things come into play as far as understanding what what their motives were for laying you off and reinforces the fact that it's got nothing to do with your performance. It shouldn't weigh in on them, sort of how they're how they're leaning in the interview or um or evaluating you and your background in that specific situation.
0: Yeah. We even had one client that we were working with that was offered another job in the same company because that showed a reflection of that. It wasn't about him. It was about the role. And so that's another thing you can always add in is, you know, and even though my role was eliminated, I had the opportunity to consider other roles and I decided not to for X, Y, and Z, but that's always a nice thing to slip in there just to reemphasize. It wasn't about me. It was the role
1: yep and uh, as i I mentioned it earlier, like if there were two or three layoff rounds of layoffs and you were in the third round, like that's a feather in your cap, that's something to share of like hey, they were going through, they were making tough decisions, and I made it through x decisions they saw my value to the company, um but unfortunately, you know it it did eventually impact me, but that that definitely is part of the story um, and shines pretty positively on you and your experience there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of sort of company decisions, so especially for our friends who are in startup land, especially over the last few years where the market has been all over the place, some people might have a couple of layoffs on their resume and that may look like jumpiness to someone who's just looking at the piece of paper or looking at the LinkedIn profile, What is your feeling around putting on your resume or on your LinkedIn, like laid off or let go or reduction in force or whatever language people want to use so that if I'm just looking at your profile, I understand, oh, this person wasn't jumpy. They were impacted by things.
1: Yeah. um, I think if you get in that scenario, if there are like two or three, um, it is helpful information because... At the end of the day, you don't want other people creating your narrative for you, i.e. the recruiter. So um, if you just put in parentheses sort of why next to the next to the position, why you moved on or maybe next to the dates, um, it is helpful information. It's not going to make or break because, you know, if your background really begs begs for them to to interview you, the conversation will come up. Um, But I think in some cases where you do get in that category of like, okay, there's two or three that are pretty short stints, I should paint the picture for them before they're painting it for me, um, can be very helpful.
0: And I know we've talked about LinkedIn in the past, and it's one of our favorite words to use because it's the devil we all need out there. Um, What is your feeling about posting a post on LinkedIn of like, I was laid off. You may have, especially if you're with a big company that was like publicly talked about the layoffs. I'm looking for work. I'm looking for the next thing. Like, how do you feel about this sort of posts?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's a uh, pretty commonly accepted practice to do. I, it, here's the thing, like word travels fast. Indutri- mm-hmm. Industries are pretty small. Um, so people out there know when companies are impacted by a layoff so sharing that type of information and even looping in some of your teammates in a post of like, hey, I just got laid off. Um, I do this and I'm going to be looking for a new opportunity. But I also know an amazing product manager and an amazing mm. accountant um, and and sort of leverage their backgrounds too and just start to utilize your network. It's pretty common practice. Like I said, even on social channels, on Twitter, you see it all the time. And um, there's less of that stigma of like, People, people know, um, people understand the, sort of the, the temperature out there and that layoffs are happening. And generally they'll know if, about your company to some degree. So um, I think that can only be helpful in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And I hope I'm not stealing your uh, peek behind the curtain suggestion, but recruiters share those lists. So yeah. often HR teams or recruiters will put together like you know, X company just had layoffs. These are the people that are open to being reached out to. And we literally share that Google Doc with people in our network. So mm-hmm. to your point, word is out there probably already, even if there wasn't some PR release about it, we we in the space know what's going on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a good recruiter, that's 50% of their strategy is having their finger on the pulse of layoffs and what's happening out there in the world, especially for like evergreen positions that they're always hiring for, or tough to hire for. They know who generally within 24 hours who's experienced the layoff. They're getting generated lists of um, that HR teams are sharing of who's out there and maybe impacted. And also, and I know we'll chat about this a little bit too, but those people that aren't impacted but are sort of left behind after a layoff, they're going to be looking for those people as well. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The survivor guilt is a real thing that we will -hmm. (laughs) talk about. So- Two more pieces of pieces of advice for folks that are sort of navigating these layoffs that they're going that they've been impacting, they're trying to think about what's next. So we just talked about the appeared appearance of jumpiness on a resume. How should I be thinking about if a company is quote unquote safe? So right now, if I have been laid off, I might have a little PTSD from that experience. And I want to make sure that my next company is safe, stable, I won't get laid off again. As a as a candidate, what are some things I should be looking for to to as best as possible make a smart decision next?
1: Obviously, do your research and see you know what their activity has been, what sort of financials you can get on the company. Like in the tech world, there's there's TechCrunch um, where you can go and understand some of um, the levers they've pulled to either raise money or if they've had layoffs in the past. Um, I think one of the bigger things is, and we've talked about this before, but when when you're going into conversations and interviews, really have the perspective always that you are interviewing the company as much as they are interviewing you. And in those conversations, understand um, from the the correct parties, like how are they doing from a financial perspective? Have they experienced layoffs in the past? What's their strategy? What's their vision for you know, the next six to twelve months? and really, Dig into how they're thinking about things, how maybe some, some the past information that may impact your information, but um, really craft questions that will help surface some of that information beyond just the research that you can get out there um, on the web.
0: Yeah, and I think outside of just the interviews, even just building that network which we've talked about so many times is, you know, do you know someone in the organization? Just do you know someone who knows someone because that might also get a less formal response of like what it's like to work there, how's the company doing, what's was your team working on because you can kind of get a sense of what is happening throughout the organization not just in the interview conversations that you're having.
1: And through the questions that you ask really surface is there a common theme of growth within mm-hmm. this company? Is there the answers you're getting or are they giving you a theme of sort of things being stagnant or, you know, are things moving in a weird direction? Um, I think a good question to to always ask just to kind of kick this off is understanding why a position is open um, Mm -hmm. that you're moving into. Like, is it impacting the growth of um, where they're looking to take it and all the new and exciting things that they've got going up? Did they have to lay some people off six months ago, and now they're starting to sort of peel back into things? or, um, is this a position that the last five people have left in in three months because something is wrong with the culture and that you know there's there's elements there that you can surface with that type of question that will um, help sort of impact as you think about things and how the company's doing,
0: yeah, and there's actually one client that we are working with who, was not laid off, but she was joining a company and she was anxious about sort of the stability of the team that they were building out because it was a brand new team. It was a brand new role. So some of the things that she was asking around, like, is there buy-in for this team and role? What is the plan? How do you know if this is going to be successful to make sure the company as much as possible was really supportive of this new team? Or if they were going to give Three to six months. And if it wasn't getting to where they wanted to get, was it going to be gone? So, those were some of the things that she was trying to think through for particularly a new team that was being built out.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, what else do I need to be thinking about to prep for these conversations, to prep for anything that might come back to me? So, one client that we worked with, we suggested that they have references ready. Like, yes, I was laid off, but my previous manager or my so and so from that company will speak on my behalf. Is there any other materials or anything else that people should have sort of ready in hand as they start to their job search process?
1: Obviously, references are great. Um, I think really going through and understanding what the narrative was and practicing that and being confident and sharing sort of the story behind the layoff is something that you can take for granted. Like really sit down and think about this question is going to come up. Um, how am I going to answer this, and, and what are um, what are the important details that I want to to get across? Because I'll tell you as a recruiter, like this can be a very simple conversation. Because if you think about your audience, what you're what you're doing is you're you're going to have to answer this to a recruiter who's going to have to then answer this question to a hiring manager. It may come like, up again with a hiring manager, but generally, that the most substantive conversation is going to come from with the recruiter. Um, so just think about what's going to ease their mind, um, and really answer, give them the answers to the test because their hiring manager is going to say, oh, this person's been in three different jobs in the last four years. Like what's the deal with that? As long as the recruiters can say, you know, they were laid off, they were impacted over there by, you know, we know X amount of people were, um, you know, there was actually two different layoffs and they were in the second round of it. Like. Those things are just like the hiring manager is going to be like, okay, that makes sense. And everybody's going to be on the same page. So it's really just making sure you have all those details, know what's going to come up and um, be confident in sharing those.
0: Yeah. And I think we've talked about this before, but that's where the practice piece comes into play. So whether it's practicing with coaches like us or with your roommate, your partner, your whoever, just a mentor that you have so that you're coming across confident in your answers. You've checked all the boxes it doesn't, there's no bashing of your fir, of your previous company. And I think people know not to literally bash, but sometimes there can be some negative tones that come through. So saying it out loud and making sure that that's not the case um, can be really helpful. That sets you up for success. So everything we've talked about today has been really about being prepared to tell your story, leaning into the fact and admitting, yep, I got laid off. This is what happens and being okay with that both internally, but then also as you talk about it, and then have all those pieces together. So references, knowing your background, talking, you know, putting yourself out there in networking on LinkedIn, owning your story is really the key to navigating all of this. I like that. So, our final new piece. So, we have always talked about action oriented pieces, and I think our whole conversation tends to be pretty action oriented. So, now we're going to change it up a little bit as we end each episode with a little peek behind the curtain. So, we often talk about the fact that we have been in these seats. We've been your HR partner, we've been your recruiter, we've been managers, we've been ICs, we've been all the things. So let us share a little bit about what we've seen as the operators in these organizations. So we're going to give you a little peek behind the curtain at the end of every episode about the topic we just discussed. So when it comes to layoffs and sort of navigating those, Dan, do you have a, a peek behind the curtain that you want to share with folks that they may not know?
1: Yeah, um, you did kind of steal mine uh, earlier in the I'm conversation, sorry. but um, I will say just along the the theme of being open, honest, and transparent in these conversations is um, you can give references to a company, but a lot of companies will do a backdoor reference Mm -hmm. where they can. And that's, you know, you're getting further along in the process. The hiring manager will ask their team, hey, do you know anyone from this previous company that worked with this person to sort of get the real story? Um, Because reference checks can be a little bit Surface, um, and that's where they really get the impactful conversations. So, um, just make sure you're being honest uh, about your narrative and what happened, because more likely than not, someone is connected and can have uh, a backroom conversation about your impact there and what exactly happened. So, just make sure it's on the up and up, and that's it's generally something that will happen in the process too, somewhere along the line.
0: Yeah. I think that's a great uh, peek behind the curtain because I actually don't think a lot of people know that. And it's to your benefit a lot of times. There have been situations where we've had candidates that we were happy about, but maybe not totally gung-ho. And then we did a backdoor reference and the backdoor reference was, this person is amazing. I would hire them again in a heartbeat. And you know, it's true because they've got nothing on the line and it's actually elevated our excitement about them. So- Um, I think it really, not only does it speak to be honest because you, you, if someone may find out, but also it reminds you to always be the best person you can be because it will also have good karma attached to it as well. When someone may be able to uplift you and you don't even know what's happening behind the scenes.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: Um, So you alluded to mine. So we're semi even, um, (laughs) mine was actually going to be a little bit around the sort of the people that are quote unquote left behind and for, mm-hmm. if you're one of those people how to think about what does this mean for me so you mentioned it as a recruiter you're not only looking at the people that were laid off but you'll also go into the organization and see who's still there because 100%. you know it sometimes that feels crappy you just saw your friend get laid off even if a company did everything right which some companies do better at than others it still kind of sucks. And I may question, am I going to be next? Is there going to be another wave? Um, How has this impacted my role? How does this change? Maybe my manager was laid off. So the people that are still in the organizations have their own reflections to do as well. So even if you're quote unquote safe today, you may also be starting to pick up your head and think about, does this change anything for me? So so my peek behind the curtain is more for those people to say, yay, you're safe. Congratulations, all the good things. But is this a point of reflection for you too?
1: Yep. Yeah. And, you know, piggybacking off what I said, it's a good opportunity um, yeah. because recruiters will be on the lookout. Um, it's a very understandable narrative, too, of when someone comes into the interview process and it's like, well, why do you want to leave your company? You know, we just went through all these layoffs, my team was impacted, the culture was impacted, whatever it is. Um, so it's really a, a really a good reflection point and opportunities will be out there at that time too.
0: Awesome. All right, everybody, hopefully that was helpful for you. If you are going through layoffs or if you were recently impacted or you think you might be, you're not alone. It happens to a lot of people, especially in today's climate. And you don't have to figure it out on your own. We've referenced several clients that we've helped through these specific job searches that we've worked through even just over the last year or so. So, Let us know how this was helpful. Let us know how we can continue to be helpful. And hopefully you'll be able to navigate your job search during a layoff or after a layoff with a lot more confidence. Thank you, Daniel, as always, for all your help. Great to see you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Shine at Work podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for the video versions of our episodes. To learn more about how you can work with Dan and I to make your next big career move, go to our website, shineatwork.net, or follow us on Instagram at shine underscore at underscore work. See you at the next episode.